Hallelujah, everyone. Let us start with the meditation of the week from Psalms 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Amen. This week's uh, main message comes from Ephesians chapter 1 verse 19 through 23. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead, and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet, and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for allowing us to hear your word today. For faith cometh from hearing, and hearing by the word of God. May the Holy Spirit anoint each and everyone listening at this very hour so that their eyes and ears be open to receive wisdom, understanding, and knowledge of your word. Please bless each and everyone listening to your word today. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Apostle Paul testified that he wants us to know that there is the hope 
an abundant, glorious inheritance given to the children of God and the church of God. Also, the power of the Holy Spirit that raised Christ from the dead to sit at the right hand of God in heaven. He also testified that God put all things under the feet of Christ Jesus and gave him to the church by making him head over all things. Where the church is the body of Christ and the fullness of the one who fills all things in all. If the church is the body of Christ, it is a mystical fact that those who believe in Christ Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit to become members of the church, that is, one organism, not an organization, is one body with Christ. Um, picture a pomegranate, you know, the fruit, a bunch of tiny little red edible seed parts within it, but within one pomegranate fruit. It's kind of like that. This mystical truth is that after God made the first man Adam in his image and his likeness and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept, and he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man and made a woman, and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now the bone of my bones, the flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woman, because she was taken out of men. Genesis 2, verse 7 and 21 through 23. A little quick history here. Um, in 1846, a dentist named Dr. William T.G. Morton used ether in the presence of his students and physicians to have a painful and well-rooted tumor removed from a patient. Now back then, ether was used as a form of anesthesia. It has been claimed that Dr. Morton's inspiration for this painless surgery came from Genesis 2.21. Quite interesting. Just wanted to share that. What Adam said of the woman was that his bones and flesh, that is his body, was walking toward him. God heard this and said in Genesis 2.24, Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Apostle Paul testified of the mysterious relationship with Christ as a man and the church as a woman, reminding us of this word of God from Ephesians 5, 29-31. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourisheth and cherisheth it, even as the Lord, the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, 
and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. The Holy Spirit convinced Apostle Paul of a great mystery. In other words, God sent his only begotten son, Jesus, in the form of a man to take away the sin of the world and to make those who believe in him become the woman Jesus. For this reason, whoever believes in Jesus, who became Christ, gave the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, to become one body with him. Therefore, those who believe in Christ and become members of the church, the body of Christ, become one body by becoming the bones and flesh of Christ spiritually, just like Adam and Eve. Therefore, the marriage system between man and woman in this world is a figure to fulfill God's mysterious plan to unite heaven and earth and Christ by making God's only begotten Son, Jesus, who leaves the Father in heaven and marry with woman, that is his church. However, in order to reconcile the sinful world because of the devil, the Lord God made Jesus die for a while as Adam for the sins of the world, shedding the blood of sacrifice and rise again from the dead. And God gave the Holy Spirit for them that believe in Jesus to make them to get married to Jesus in order to make them one body with him. This mysterious truth can be understood when God opens the eyes of understanding by giving the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. All the words of God cannot be understood for the natural man. Only those who believe in Christ and receive the Spirit of God can understand it. Apostle Paul testified of this. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judged of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. 1 Corinthians 2, 14-16 Now it is God's will that everyone be saved and come unto the knowledge of the truth. What is the truth? It's the word of God, the Bible. To this day I am ever thankful for the Lord giving me understanding of the scriptures. Just a few years back when I was fresh from rebirth and Holy Spirit, I learned to pray for wisdom and understanding of the scriptures. The following verses from 1 Kings chapter 3 is a uh, conversation between Solomon, Solomon answering God. Uh, when God had asked him 
what he should give Solomon. So he said, Does Solomon give therefore thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad? For who is able to judge this thy so great a people? This is the important verse. And the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. And God had said unto him, Because thou hast asked this thing, and hast not asked for thyself long life, he could have asked for a long life, but he didn't. Neither hast asked riches for thyself. Solomon could have said, I want to be just really rich, but he didn't. Nor hast asked the life of thine enemies, but hast asked for thyself understanding to discern judgment. Behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. Some powerful words there. And if we turn to Psalms 24, uh, and just like King David, I kept a really simple prayer because I didn't know how to start. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. If he can't teach you, you'll never find out. Then if we also look for, um, look into Proverbs chapter 4. This is also written by Solomon. About the same time, um, when the one we read earlier in 1 Kings. It's about the same time frame. He said this, get wisdom, get understanding, forget it not. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Love her, and she shall keep thee. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. Isn't that weird how wisdom and understanding is really important in the Bible? If we skip to verse uh, chapter 9 in Proverbs, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. This is literal fear, like trembling fear. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. No one can understand the Bible unless God gives you that understanding. That's a fact. Before I got saved... Um, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know what any of the words in the Bible meant. None of it made sense. If we look in Luke 24, uh, 44 and 45, actually verse 45 is the important one, but let's read 44 and 45 together. And he said unto them, These are the words which I spake unto you, 
This is him. Uh, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. While I was yet with you, that all things must be fulfilled, which were written in the law of Moses, and in the prophets, and in the Psalms concerning me. If you heard the previous recording, uh, we we read this before. Uh, this is verse forty-five. Then opened he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. So Jesus allowed them to understand the scriptures. How so? Well, Jesus is God, so he can do anything. Unless he gives you, through grace, the understanding of the words within the Bible... No man here on earth can understand it on their own. Zero. Okay, back to the main message. The spiritual mystery of Christ and the church can only be realized by those who believe in Christ and receive the Holy Spirit and have the mind of Christ. Apostle Paul testified to the Corinthian believers saying, Only those who believe in the gospel of Christ and become the children of God are to be married to Christ spiritually. 2 Corinthians 11, 1 and 2, he said, Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly, and indeed bear with me, for I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I, for I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Apostle Paul said that the Jews, his own people, do not realize this great blessing because they do not believe in Christ. And he feels godly jealousy because the Gentiles rather believe in Jesus Christ. Well, it's true today, too. The Jewish people all over the world, uh, they don't believe Jesus as the Messiah. They just think of him as some Jewish man. Rather, we got non-Jewish people, be Americans, be Koreans, be Mexicans, black people, white people, all kinds of people other than the Jews. Apostle Paul testified that the Church of God, the body of Christ, engaged with Christ, is the only one virgin in the world, not ten virgins at all. God sees those who have become children of God by believing in Christ among over seven billion people, regarding the nations and people as one body, including all saints who died in Christ, sleeping in the graves. God sees all of them as pure virgin in his eyes. While on earth, Christians who believe in Christ and become the children of God and become members of the church, the body of Christ, are living pure lives by overcoming the world in the hope of meeting Christ Jesus. 
the the bridegroom. Concerning this hope, Apostle Paul testified to Titus, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, who hath given himself for us, that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people, zealous of good works. Titus 2, 11-14 Now sooner or later, before the great tribulation comes, Christ will come down from heaven to give resurrection unto his bride, that is the body of the pure virgin, to Mary, to wed. He will appear with the spirits and souls of Christians who have already died. Apostle Paul previewed this magnificent sight and testified to the suffering members of Thessalonica Church. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Therefore, uh, wherefore, comfort one another with these words. First Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18. Apostle John previewed and testified in the Holy Spirit the wedding ceremony of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, or the saints who are brought up to heaven to marry with Christ. Revelation 19, 7-9, he said, Let us be glad and rejoice, and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white. For the white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he saith unto me, These are the true sayings of God. The church which had been engaged to Christ while living on this earth, 
shall now become one body forever with Christ through the wedding ceremony. And Christ, her husband, will come down to the earth together with them to judge the world of sin and to help him reign in his kingdom. Apostle John, who previewed this spectacular scene in the Holy Spirit, testified, And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. Revelation 19, 14 and 15 The church of God will live forever in the new Jerusalem, the heavenly mansion provided by Christ, the bridegroom. After Christ's thousand-year reign is over, Christ will create and fill all things not only on this earth, but also in heaven. The church of God shall be with Christ in filling all things forever and ever. At this time, God will complete the mysterious work that God had planned before the creation of the world. Ephesians 1 9 and 10, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth. Amen. Before we close out today's message, I want to ask you, have you been saved? Have you received Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Do you have sins? Where are you going to end up if you die today? A sinner will die and go to hell just as the Bible testifies. However, the faithful and true Lord Jesus Christ loves you. And if you wholeheartedly repent for not believing in the gospel of Christ, which is, according to 1 Corinthians 15, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures, and receive him as your Lord and Savior, you can avoid the eternal damnation. Will you receive him today? You must invite the Lord Jesus Christ into your heart. We'll do the sinner's prayer together, but this is your prayer. Lord, I am a sinner. I know that I shall be judged and will be sent to hell because of my sins. However, I believe in Jesus Christ who was judged and died on the cross instead of me. Now I open my heart 
to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Please come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior forever. Please lead me in your way so that I may serve you. Thank you for cleansing of my sins by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for saving me from the destruction of hell. In the name of our Lord and Savior, Christ Jesus, name we pray, Amen. This week's message and all other recordings in English and Korean can be found on our website at WGMI.org. More episodes can also be found on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and on TuneIn Radio app by typing WGM Church in the search field.